A production of Sloan Studios. The following may contain strong language and deals with adult themes. Listener discretion is advised. Oh, this place. It's a quiet little town. Some people would say in the middle of nowhere, USA. But this quiet little town, like so many others across this great nation, harbors secrets. It was on July 12th that a single gunshot rang out. And just as suddenly, this little village, this township that so many people love to call home, became all too aware of the horror and tragedy of murder. A murder that for nearly half a century has gone unsolved. No doubt about it, this could definitely be something that would be on a best-read list. Because even though the victim was not only a prominent doctor, but at the time, he was the mayor of the city in which he was killed. It was back in a time when gas was around 40 cents a gallon. A new home's average price, and this is for a nice home, was around $32,000. A time when Americans needed a break from the horror story of Vietnam. And most smaller communities were still largely innocent, or at least thought to be so. But when murder came to town, the small town of Prestonsburg, Kentucky, came to life in a way that was lurid. Fright, fear, panic all filled the streets. This episode, like all too many others we've done, has no solid conclusion. Even nearly five decades after it happened on July 12th of 1973. And these are the Mountain Mysteries. And this is episode number 47, To Do No Harm. The Mountain Mystery of Dr. George P. Archer. Over 24% of the 1.9 billion square acres in America alone, the mountains that so many people call home, also play host to some of the most staggering mysteries in the world. The missing. And she said, I knew I wasn't there anymore. The murdered. All my emotions just went blank, just like, just blank. And I still live with that today. I think about that so much today as he was in that water. Strange creatures. Whatever it was, it was standing up. I'm out here looking through the window now and I don't see anything. I don't want to go outside. I mean, it was a, nope, we need to get out of town. Unexplained lights and sightings. It does not look like an airplane. They come together and then they separate and they just keep doing this all the time. These stories may be strange. They may be sad. They may be odd but they are mysterious. These are the Mountain Mysteries, and now your host, Chris Sloan.
It's been almost 50 years, and still to this day, it's unsolved. And still to this day, more and more questions continue to linger. Oh, it has all of the typical marks of a classic whodunit. Who? What? Why? And maybe that's the most scandalous. Why? Why was Dr. and Mayor of Prestonsburg George Archer murdered to begin with? Well, first, let's back up a little bit. Let's start at the beginning. He was born September 10, 1915, in a little tiny community in Floyd County called Oxshire. He was the son of Mrs. Fanny Archer of Paintsville and Dr. Ernest Archer. He graduated from the University of Kentucky and then received his medical training at the University of Louisville. Got out of there with honors in 1941. Started his practice in Paintsville. Then, later on, he moved to Prestonsburg and headed the Prestonsburg General Hospital. Many people know it today as Highlands ARH. Wasn't long after that he spearheaded a project to establish a new regional hospital. That facility was $6 million and it opened around 1971 or 72 and Dr. Archer was at the helm. That new doctor's clinic is where he met his death and was the result of his latest efforts to develop better medical facilities for the entire region. He completed his third full term as Prestonsburg's mayor and was scheduled to start a fourth without any opposition during that year's election. Archer was considered to be one of Eastern Kentucky's most active civic leaders. He had served as chairman of the Big Sandy Area Development District's Board of Directors since that body was officially formed, and relinquished the post in 1973. He spent a lot of years on the five-county board, and with its predecessor organization, the Big Sandy Area Council, Dr. Archer was credited with being a prime force in removing barriers that had stood between neighboring counties and communities in eastern Kentucky for years. He was a surgeon and served as president of the Kentucky Medical Association from the years of 1963 to 64 and had been a member of the Kentucky Board of Education and the Citizens Commission on Aging and as a member of health planning bodies for the area and state. Far-reaching impact? Well, that's putting it mildly. This was somebody that apparently helped a lot of people and a lot of people respected and some even loved the doctor and the mayor. But what happened on July 12th, 1973? Well, it's still a mystery to this day. It was an incident that stunned practically everybody in eastern Kentucky when George Archer was found dead of a single gunshot wound through the heart on Thursday, July 12, 1973. The doctor and mayor was found near his car in the parking area of the new doctor's clinic on 1428, just north of Prestonsburg. His body was discovered around 9 o'clock in the evening by Judge Henry Stumbo a longtime friend and associate who was driving by the clinic and saw the doctor's car. Who could have done this? And why would they have? There's got to be three things for this to be a murder. That's motive, means, and opportunity. So, somebody had the opportunity. Apparently, he was shot and killed later in the evening. Means, well, he was found dead with a 38 caliber gunshot wound through the heart. But the motive? Oh well, we're told that could have been several things. Well, as in any murder investigation, one typically goes for the motive first because the motive can often give you a clue on as to 
who pulled the trigger or slung the blade or whatever the case may be. There were some people who indicated that Archer may have been having an affair. If that was the case, then one couldn't help think but jealousy was a big motive. Maybe it was the other person or the other person's spouse. Uh, There's several reasons as to why this could have happened, but let's concentrate on exactly what we do know. State, county, and city government investigators looking into this death said that they had a strong suspect and indicated that an arrest may be expected only in a matter of days from that time. Well, that never happened. And as a matter of fact, they even declined to name the suspect. Leads continued to be run down by people that were looking into this, among whom were state police detectives Gary Rose and Chester D. Potter, County Detective Sam Hell, Prestonsburg Police, Commonwealth Attorney Harold J. Stumbo, and County Attorney at that time James Allen. Seems that Dr. Archer was dead around 8.50 that evening, and his body was discovered by County Judge and Mrs. Henry Stumbo as they drove onto the grounds of the new doctor's clinic, which had only opened at that time very recently. Dr. Archer was instrumental in building that. He had been shot through the heart, like we said, with a 38 caliber bullet. The bullet, which had passed through the doctor's forearm before entering his chest, was later removed during the autopsy. Now, there was no evidence of a struggle at the death scene, which could indicate that he knew this individual and was relatively comfortable with him. A cigarette, which had been burned down to the filter, remained in Dr. Archer's hand, and investigators never did express any kind of belief that he did not suspect danger when the shot was fired. Judge Thumbo said that he had made a call for an ambulance and medical aid, thinking that Dr. Archer had suffered a heart attack. Uh, But then it was not discovered that he had been shot until the ambulance driver prepared to administer artificial respiration. When they found Doc Archer, he lay face up on the passenger side of the slain. He lay face up in his car. Now, the crime, needless to say, shocked the Star City and thousands of residents of the county. Now, at first, one would think, man, maybe the motive here was robbery. But there had been nothing taken. Nothing off the doctor's person or nothing in his car. All of the doors were locked except the driver's door. Now, the door to the clinic that he operated, which was only a few feet away from the shooting scene, all of those doors were locked save one. It was a door on the opposite side of the building, but it was open. A car was seen leaving the scene shortly after the shot was heard, and much of the investigation centered around that particular circumstance. You see, earlier in the day, Archer had went to a stockholders meeting at what was then the Bank Josephine, and at around 8 p.m. in the evening, he'd made a house call, back when doctors still did that. Tributes to the character and ability of this man poured in from officials and citizens all throughout the state. And his funeral was held at 3 p.m. on a Sunday, and it drew a gathering, and that gathering packed the First United Methodist Church in Prestonsburg and its educational building. After World War II, in which time he served in the Army Medical Corps as a major, Dr. Archer returned to Paintsville, where he practiced briefly, then joined his uncle, John G. Archer, in the ownership and operation of the old Prestonsburg General Hospital at West Prestonsburg. In 1952, the hospital moved to its first street location, 
where he continued his practice until the opening of the new $6 million Highlands Regional Medical Center. Dr. Archer was nearing the end of his third four-year term as mayor and apparently faced no opposition for the fourth. He led in widespread municipal improvements locally, which, in addition to the new clinic and hospital, included the paving of all Prestonsburg and West Prestonsburg streets, the opening of two municipal parking lots, construction of a flood wall to protect the business district, four public housing complexes, and general improvements in city government. His particular pride was Archer Park. That's right, Archer Park. He had donated the land to the city for that park, which still stands in his name today. It has playing fields, pool, and other facilities, which has served thousands upon hundreds of thousands of people since then. Soon after coming to Prestonsburg, Dr. Archer was named by the Kentucky Junior of Commerce, Kentucky's Outstanding Young Man. He was chairman of the Floyd County Board of Health at the time of his death and until that year had served the Big Sandy Area Development District since its founding as chairman of its board of directors. George Archer was president of the Kentucky Medical Association from 1963 to 64, and in 1970 was chairman of the Kentucky State Board of Health. He was chairman and chief of medical staff at Highlands Regional Medical Center and a member of the board of directors at Lonesome Pine Council, Boy Scouts of America, and Blue Shield of Kentucky, a member of the board of directors of the Bank Josephine, and of the board of stewards of the First United Methodist Church in Prestonsburg. Now, he certainly left a lot of people that he loved dearly and that loved him dearly behind. Besides his mother, at that time, he was also survived by his wife, who only a year later would pass away two sons and a daughter, three sisters, and a host of people that admired and cared about him greatly. But the question does remain, who would do such a thing, and why? Well, Prestonsburg is a small town, and like most small towns, or for that matter, metropolitan areas, well, the rumor mill always churns. Some people suggested that maybe it was an affair gone bad, that maybe someone's husband had something to do with it, or maybe the someone themselves. Or could it have went deeper? Could it have went further? Maybe there's information that hasn't yet been released. Well, my bet on that is there's a lot of that going around, a lot of information that hasn't been released. But something that I've not really heard anybody talk about is the motive of jealousy, not because of a extramarital lover or something like that, but this man was really, really accomplished. He had gotten so many things done and was on such a path that uh, it wouldn't take much for somebody to become very jealous, very angry because maybe he was living the kind of life that everybody else wanted to live but nobody else had the courage or the gall to get up and actually make happen. Is that a possibility? Oh, you bet you. I mean, look, you go into downtown Prestonsburg or anywhere within the city limits, it's hard not to see Archer's name. Archer Memorial Clinic, Archer Park, take your pick. The list goes on. Practically everybody who has lived here for a period of over five years knows the Archer name, and there's a good reason for that. The man accomplished so much in his life. Not only was he a doctor, but he was a leader. He led the city of Prestonsburg as mayor for three terms going into his fourth before somebody decided to end that. And that was something else, too. I can't help but wonder this. Somebody tried, or somebody did end his life, but it wasn't with a knife. A knife is one of the most personal ways you could probably kill somebody. This was with a gunshot. Somebody wanted to keep their distance. Yes? 
And then the, let's back up here and take a look at the fact that the man had no defensive marks on him. Now, there's two schools of thought that I've got on that. Number one, maybe they were far enough away that defense wasn't an option for George Archer. Or maybe, just maybe, he knew this someone. The statistics say that roughly 80 to 90% of murder victims actually knew their killer. Is that the case here? He walks out of the clinic, makes sure that one door is locked, but not the other one? Kind of odd, especially for a medical clinic with, well, number one, medicine, and number two, all of the expensive equipment in there. He walks over to his car, getting ready to go home. All the doors are locked except the driver's door, all right? And he was found with a cigarette in his hand. No defensive marks. Somebody approaches him. He knows this somebody. He's thinking to himself, hey, it's a friend or, at the very least, an acquaintance. Man's got nothing to fear. Until the shot rang out. So, could this have been an act of jealousy? And if so, what spawned that jealousy? Was it a lover? A lover's husband? Or somebody else that was just jealous of George Archer because, well, for lack of a better way of putting it, he was George Archer. Well-known, well-respected, highly regarded by both colleagues and citizens of the county and city alike. Well, that's a thought. But something else that I found kind of odd about this is that the investigators were so certain that they had a person of interest or suspect and they were closing in on them but yet, number one, they would never identify that person, which is not in and of itself uncommon. You don't want to tip your cards too soon. But number two, they never did name anyone. And an arrest was never made at all. Why? If they had somebody or a person of interest and it didn't pan out, you would think that they'd come out and say, well, we thought that John Doe may have had something to do with this, but... No, he's been cleared. He's got an alibi that's rock solid, whatever the case is. They never said anything else about it that we can find. Why is that? That's maybe more than anything what makes this kind of a mystery. Now, we do know this. Somebody did shoot George Archer on July 12, 1973. We know where. It was right beside of his clinic. We don't know... Why? And we can only speculate as to who, and speculation, well, never stands up in court. We know that. You know, at this day and time, this happened in 1973, which was about 48, 49 years ago, give or take. Well, it will soon be 49 years ago. Uh, but why is it that no one else has mentioned this? I'm going to be honest. I had only heard that he was murdered just recently. It's like a taboo subject, uh, something that nobody just wants to talk about, or something that no one will talk about. Whatever the case is, all those years ago, Prestonsburg, Kentucky certainly lost a shining star. A great doctor, and from what I understand, a solid mayor. The question still remains who and why. I suppose that's what makes it a mountain mystery. Remember to log on to themountainmysteriespodcast.com. And don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast as well on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and most anywhere podcasts are found. I'm Chris Sloan, 
for the Mountain Mysteries. Stay mysterious. If you enjoy the Mountain Mysteries, please subscribe and give us a five-star rating. That helps us so much. You can also help support the Mountain Mysteries by visiting our sponsors, whose links are below, or by donating at Patreon or the PayPal link shown in the notes. Patreon subscribers will receive early commercial-free episodes and more.